Welcome to the Mental Endurance Podcast. I'm Vanessa Forster, and I teach you how to build mental endurance to match your physical endurance. The result? A breakthrough performance without buying that next fancy bike, training more, or even racing more. You can train your mind like you train your body. Stick around to find out how. Hello, 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 all of you badass athletes. Welcome back to another episode of the Mental Endurance Podcast. I am gearing up to cheer my face off virtually for everyone racing Galveston 70.3 this coming weekend. When this episode actually comes out, uh, it'll be the Monday after the race. So next episode, we'll get to celebrate all that went down in Texas. I am so excited for us to safely return to racing more frequently. It's going to be so fun. we got a good season ahead of us. Okay, let's dive into today's topic. I'm calling it how far you've come versus how far you have left to go. The reason I wanted to talk about this today is because I've noticed this theme showing up a lot with the athletes I coach. And what I know and what I've decided is that the people I work with are a small sample of what must be occurring in bigger numbers within the endurance community. So the problem I'm seeing is showing up in two different ways. The first way is that athletes are setting goals and then getting overwhelmed by what it's going to take to achieve their goal. So say this is you. And when you set your bold goal, you're like all in. You're all in for it because hitting a PR or stepping on the podium sounds amazing. You're motivated and excited for what the challenge is and taking on that challenge until it's time to make decisions and take action that is maybe outside of what's familiar for you. Then the whole process becomes a bit overwhelming. It's like all of a sudden it's too much. So while achieving the goal is still a desired result, You resist the process to get there. And this could be consciously or subconsciously. So maybe it's not the whole process, but parts of it. So for example, nutrition, I think, could really fall into this perfectly. We know how important fueling enough and fueling with high quality foods is, but it is often part of the equation that isn't given enough forethought or planning or follow through. Why? Because it's part of that process that will require new choices and new actions, and when we think we don't know where to start or how to figure it all out, then we're led straight to destination overwhelm. (laughs) So you resist figuring it out, even if it's subconscious. So it might not be nutrition, but it could be something else. The result is the same. You find yourself pedaling in place instead of moving forward. And when this happens, one solution for you might be, you know, taking it day by day. If you're in that overwhelmed state, you're like, I'm just going to take it day by day, think about it one day at a time. And while this can absolutely work, notice if it still feels like you're white knuckling it. Like, oh, I just have to take it day by day. I have to make it through today. Like you're holding on to this goal for dear life. But the reality is it feels like if there were any small change, if anything got knocked off, it would derail everything. It can be a pretty unstable place to be. You're doing the work but it very easily becomes a to-do. Like your training plan is just another item on your to-do, a never-ending to-do list. So this doesn't work because now your training has become an obligation. And by obligation, I mean something that's no longer fun, just it's longer enjoyable. It's something that you have to get done. 
And I know some of you listening are actually, could be actually pros and pay to do this sport or doing it for your full-time job. And with a job comes responsibility. But I want to offer is that there's a line that's crossed from responsibility to obligation. And part of that is the experience you have taking part in your sport. So that's the first way this problem shows up. The other way is when athletes set a bold goal, and then if the process or progress towards it is not happening fast enough, they make the goal the problem. So if this sounds familiar, maybe you set a goal, and knowingly or unknowingly, you also set expectations for how certain training sessions should go, or maybe maybe race day is getting closer and closer. And if the expectations are not met, the easy answer is to deem the goal too big, which also shows up as not feeling ready for it. So for example, maybe you're racing St. George 70.3 in the beginning of May. And as the days tick by, you might be noticing some doubt set in. While your goal seemed exciting when you first set it, now you're feeling the weight of it. And when this happens, you'll be tempted to change the goal, to make the goal more manageable, likely smaller, because your brain is telling you, you need to change it or else you're doomed to fail. And changing the goal for this reason is never, ever, ever, ever the answer. Because if you do that, you're taking your same brain to a smaller goal, which means you will still think that you're not there yet. The size of the goal actually doesn't matter. If you don't address your thinking about it and yourself, you will just bring those same thoughts to the smaller goal. But honestly, the worst part, the worst part is that now you've actually limited yourself. You have limited your ability to challenge your current personal limits in favor of the illusion of security of a different goal, a different smaller goal. Oh, and by the way, this is a common go-to because hello brain safety mechanism. (laughs) But when you train your mind to see that there's another way, You actually get to keep your bold goal and learn so much more about yourself in the process of achieving it. So that's what I'm seeing with athletes. Either they think the process towards the goal is too much, or they make the goal the problem and want to change it. So either the process is the problem or the goal is the problem. But are you ready for the best news? Neither are the actual problem. Those are both the perceived problems, but not the actual problem. You can keep trusting your process and working towards your bold goal. Because remember, you set that goal for a reason in the first place. So don't you dare be so quick to change it. The only problem, the only real problem here is that you're focusing on the wrong thing. It's a small shift with a big impact. You, you're likely focusing on how far you have to go or how much you have left to do, or how far off you are, instead of choosing to focus on how far you've come, the progress that you have made, what you have accomplished. Your brain will do this by default if you're not onto it. When you focus on how far you've come, you shift away from inadequate or not enoughness. And I've talked about this a little bit in a past episode related specifically to race doubt, But notice if and how your brain offers this more regularly, like in training. If you're constantly feeling doubt and hesitation and worry in training, it's likely because your brain is focusing on the less useful option, which is how far you have left to go. And that will always feel draining. 
So when you start to shift into seeing how far you've come, you may need a little nudge. You may need to nudge your brain to look for evidence, real concrete facts it can get behind. So here's my suggestion. In relation to your 2021 bold goal, write down 10 ways you've made progress towards it. Or in other words, 10 ways to show your brain how far you've come. And if you get to 10 easily, then up it to 20. Don't stop early. The more, the better. It actually, I want you to go beyond what's comfortable. So if you get to five easily, make sure you go to 10. If you get to 10 easily, then up it. Go to where you actually have to think harder and dig in for that evidence because it's more concrete and more, um, it's utilized more by your brain when you have to think on it. And then for everything you list, celebrate it individually. Say it out loud. Allow it to be part of you, not just something you did. That way you integrate it and you're proud of it. When you practice this, it will make it easier for you to stay focused on how far you've come with more ease in the future. Think about the last time you went on a road trip. If you spent the whole time counting down the miles or hours until your destination, it makes for a damn long road trip, right? But if you measure your time in quality conversation or podcast episodes or car dance parties, it's a much different experience. And that's what we're here to do. That's what we're talking about right now. We're changing the experience with your progress. It's there. Sometimes you have to mine for it and then get your brain on board. And that's okay. The power in it is that this list, this list that you make, you know, five or 10 or 15 or 20, however many you have, the list is the physical representation of your progress, consistency, and commitment. And when you have that list, then you get to choose thoughts that reinforce the progress, consistency, and commitment. Like I am stronger than I was yesterday. I am always making progress. Small improvements over time lead to big improvements. I am committed to my process. I trust my process. The combination of the list of how and when you've made progress plus the thoughts that reinforce it is what will get you to where you want to go faster. When you stop focusing on how far you have left and start focusing on how far you've come, you put your focus where it matters most. And that's what we're here to do. We don't have time to waste. Put your focus where it matters most. All right, try that this week. I'm always interested to know how it goes. So you can send me an email. You can reach out over Instagram. Tell me how it goes. But that is it for this week, my friends. I will meet you right here again next week. It seems like every day there's a new wellness trend. Eat that, do this, avoid those. Am I right? How do you know where to start? or who to trust. Inside Tracker cuts through the noise by analyzing your blood, your DNA, lifestyle, and fitness trackers to provide you with a personalized, science-backed, trackable action plan on how to live, age, and perform better. Inside Tracker is simpler, cheaper, and more convenient than traditional blood tests. Their blood tests include biomarkers that are key to performance that you don't get from traditional blood tests like ferritin and vitamin D and both are hugely important for us as athletes. My favorite part, they don't just give you the data. They provide you with nutrition and lifestyle tips to take action now. And for a limited time, Inside Tracker is offering my listeners 25% off their entire store. Just go to insidetracker.com slash 
mental endurance. Again, that's insidetracker.com slash mental endurance. Change is an inside job. Start inside. The Mental Endurance Podcast and all things Spicy Triathlon are proud to be supported by Orca Sportswear in 2021. Orca is committed to building a sustainable future for women in triathlon, and they have the swim gear you need to help you crush your goals this season. Their revolutionary wetsuits are the fastest, most technologically advanced wetsuits on the market. To find your perfect wetsuit and swim accessories, go to orca.com and use code IRONWOMAN15 for 15% off. This podcast is a production of Live Feisty Media, and if you enjoy it, make sure to hit that subscribe button and leave a review. When you like and subscribe, it helps more people find it. And if you want even more juicy, actionable tips to help you train your mind weekly, you better get on my email list. When you sign up, you'll get my 10 triathlon truths your conventional tri coach hasn't told you. So grab your copy and I'll drop other useful tips in your inbox weekly. Link is in the show notes.